Tell me if you think this is strange. There's this podcast that I started with these guys a few years ago. It's about movies and TV shows. Anyway, after it started, we began recording episodes on Seinfeld every week. You know, nothing much. We're busy guys. Once a week is plenty. Then after a while, I noticed we'd record episodes, but we'd release them like two weeks later. And then the two-week releases stopped. All we just sort of did was release the season one finale after a month. So fine, I figured that's where this podcast is finally going to settle, politely releasing episodes once a month. Then one month, we don't even record an episode. Like we are done with Seinfeld? Like it was just one season? There are nine seasons! Now, there is this intense animosity whenever we talk. It's like we really hate each other, and it's based on nothing. I knew, I knew Eric would you, Eric? Oh, you said, you said after why. You said I was no, going to read after why. why. I said before why. <laughs> do the line. I, I may or may not edit out the, the gaff just now, but. Well, I can tell you what it's based on. Why? Because, because this, this is, is the point. Why? Wow, that didn't sound like we hadn't done this in 13 months. I thought it was good. <laughs> it was pretty good. Especially Eric's part. Eric's part was amazing. I don't, I don't like, <laughs> so I knew giving Scott a singing thing was probably going to be a challenge, but I figured Scott would at least do it. I always know that any line given to Eric is like a crapshoot, whether he actually says it or not. <laughs> so I guess uh, we haven't missed a beat in uh, over a year, but so this is Pointless Rewind, the podcast, and I don't remember how I used to introduce this, like a podcast where, where we, we rehash, re- rewind, and something or another. Rehash, rewind, and talk, or oh. no, definitely not talk, but do something with a re in it about Seinfeld now. You know, sometimes and, we fast forward. Yeah, we sometimes fast forward, <laughs> but it used to be, co- well, no, this is the podcast that was formerly known as A Pod About Nothing, and that was formerly known before that as Pointless Rewind, so it's back to Pointless Rewind now. Now it's Pointless Wait, Rewind we're, again, yes, so we I, we're full circle. We, no, we're rewinding back to Pointless oh, Rewind. Oh, rebrand. Because we, we, yeah, it is a rebrand. It's a... It's well, a de-brand. Yes, exactly. Like we did some intense focus group uh, stuff over the last year and a half and realized that no one was listening. So uh, we had to go back to the original. Productive year and a half. I know. A pot about nothing sucked because I couldn't say it. And every time we talked about it when we were recording, I'd be like, oh, this is hilarious. And then I'd listen to the episodes. I'm like, oh, my God, this is awful. But uh, I also thought that about the skits, too. And I was going to cancel the skits, but I just couldn't bring myself to do that. But well, welcome back, guys. Are you guys excited? Very excited. Thrilled. Yeah, Eric forgot his line again. <laughs> yeah. That was, a, that was a throwback to The Fifth Element, which Chandra's probably never seen. Thank you, Eric. Eric finally remembers <laughs> that I haven't seen 90% of the references he makes because we watched, I, we watched Die Hard 3 last week, and I told him that I haven't seen half the references he was making during that movie. But you guys are the reasons we're doing this again because I sucked it's at Chandra, this. Chandra, more interesting than Seinfeld. I have a three-gallon jug... And a five-gallon jug. And if I don't get exactly four gallons in a jug on a scale, something's going to blow up. So who is this more interesting for other than me, who would be the <laughs> only one who gets that? Scott may get that. Do you get that? Well, really what I appreciate the most about that is Eric is still interrupting people a year later. <laughs> yeah, I know. Eric didn't That was like, the best part I about that. This, I thought this year plus off would be us improving our uh, – just our like our – 
you know, our performance skills and our recording skills. But no, I see that we are still in the exact same spot as before. But I'm glad yeah, that you guys talked about how to get a figured out how to get this microphone to work. <laughs> Eric, Eric did notice me deflate as he, as he interrupted me again. So that one, that one was on purpose. Okay. Well, they're but, all on purpose. I, but. I'm going to finally say it now. I'm glad you guys talked me into doing this again because I stopped doing it because uh, I hated editing these episodes and they were taking so much time and I wanted to focus on my YouTube channel. But uh, you finally made me realize I don't have to uh, go all super anal with the editing and that I can just, uh, just I don't know. Kind of I feel like this was this this whole podcast is really now just an advertisement for your YouTube channel. So it you is, tell us about yeah, because the the three people who listen to this YouTube, I mean this podcast, which are the three people who are recording this uh, <laughs> this episode. <laughs> so, all right, guys, go check out Pointless Rewind on YouTube. But all right, so this is season two, episode one of Seinfeld, uh, the ex girlfriend, right? That's what it's called. I, uh, I usually take diligent notes, but uh, I didn't have Netflix for the last two and a half weeks because my wife and I are trying to save money, and then we, we caved after two and a half weeks without Netflix and got it again this morning. So I rushed through it about 45 minutes ago and watched it, and then we really rushed through it when we watched it together because we watched it at one and a half speed, and man, the episode actually seemed good when we watched it at, at, uh, at fast speed. So what did you guys think of The Ex-Girlfriend, both in regular speed and in... In uh, one and a half speed. Start with you, Eric. You know, in, in one and a half speed, it wasn't too bad. But in, in regular speed, how most people would watch a TV show, I mean, this is just a very slow episode. Slower than season one episodes, or do you not remember? It's slower. I, uh, I, I honestly didn't enjoy this episode that much. Damn. That's a lot coming from me. <laughs> I know, because I'm the one who, during season one, kept saying, like, I actually didn't like this episode. And you bozos were the ones who kept saying, like... Uh, oh, a Seinfeld episode is a Seinfeld episode. So those are all, I can't give any of those anything lower than, I don't know, like eight. And then Scott, Scott would say that and immediately give one a seven and a half or something. <laughs> what did you think, Scott, of this one? Um, yeah, it was it was pretty good at one and a half speed. Uh, but it was, <laughs> I was, I was like, very entertaining. I, when, you, when you started saying, yeah, it was good, I was like, did you lie to us the entire t- the entire like eight minutes we were watching it? I was gaslighting you guys uh, wow. just so I could have a different viewpoint on this podcast. <laughs> Like, oh, that sucks. Uh, that joke fell flat. And then on here, I'm going to say how great that joke was. So you have been practicing for the last year and a half because that's showmanship, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've spent, showmanship. been productive this last year and a half. <laughs> but uh, so what do you actually think of the episode at uh, regular speed? There, there were a few points that were funny, but it was, yeah, there was a whole lot of nothing. And it was, it yeah. was kind of boring overall, which I listened to, uh, what was it, episode five of season one. And that was pretty much what we were saying about that episode is that there was nothing. So it's almost like they're continuing. They haven't quite figured out how to make this show yet. Right. Like like Seinfeld's not really a show about nothing. It's a show about everyday things. And this episode is about nothing. Like absolutely nothing. I feel like that. And it's not entertaining. This is going to be the rare time I think that I'm a little bit more positive than you guys. Like I don't think this is very good either, but I think it's way better than the, the robbery episode last season. See, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, you liked it because you liked apparently shopping for New York apartments. You thought that was relatable and enjoyed that. I thought that episode was like... You know, I could... Sorry to cut you off there, but I could relate to the shopping cart you, thing. You don't have to apologize, apologize for that because yeah. didn't, you didn't cut me but, off the time. <laughs> they, uh, the whole time I lived in New York City, I, I was not going to be caught dead putting, pushing a shopping cart down the street. 
So I was, I guess uh, that's something that because you can't drive, you don't drive your car to the supermarket. Anymore. I guess a non-city person like me doesn't really like because I didn't. I didn't get what you were saying. I carried like five bags in each hand, like struggling to get down okay. the street. I'm not pushing the shopping cart. Okay, I didn't get what Jerry was saying, but okay, I guess that makes more sense. But so I thought this episode was slow. I didn't think it was very good, but I thought it was better than the robbery from last season. And I thought it was better than, um, what's the, uh, the, the first episode, the, the pilot episode. I thought it was better than both of those. But yeah, it was really slow. And I thought... Watching it at one and a half speed was going to make it hard for us to realize that or remember that it wasn't as good as we were thinking. Because watching it at one and a half speed, way, like, to anyone this listening, is, like, this is great at one and a half. Yeah. I was like, this is well paced. Like, it's, it's moving like, like, a, like a later season Seinfeld episode. It's, move, it's breezy. They're all acting like themselves. But then you watch it, at, like, we switch it from one and a half to one speed, like, at one point, And it legit felt like they were crawling. So we had to move it down to half speed to then bump it back up to make it seem like normal but uh so let's uh let's talk about the characters is that how i used to do this right we would start with characters who cares new season do you have one of your sheets from like an old episode and we can follow the format oh Oh, wow scott man scott's a taskmaster now too it comes it comes with the territory because he's at work while we're doing this but uh all right let's talk about jerry what did i think about jerry so Man, not taking notes really is affecting me here because I'm like, I don't remember anything about Jerry, uh, even though he's, I guess, the main character in this. Like, so I thought the episode focused, it was weird how the episode focused so much on him because the first half, like the very first scene after the uh, standup was George centric, but it's Jerry's there and just like a supportive friend. The second, as soon as Elaine showed up, it's Elaine centric and Jerry's just there, but it's like. It's and like Kramer, Marlene had a bigger role than Jerry. Yeah, and then the third scene is Kramer showing up with his cantaloupe and Joe's uh, Mark grocery store or whatever. But Jerry's in every scene, which is the same thing as from season one. And I was like, once the show, once the episode like just settled on Jerry and his, I don't know, his plight with this girl Marlene, it was really dull. And I think the episode really suffered from just not being confident enough to like focus on the other characters because. I don't know. Jerry still feels very much like he's struggling to not do a bit. Like, uh, did you guys notice the scene when they're in the doctor's office when, when he's like, uh, so I got the books for you. When have you read the, are you, have you reread those books? And then he just starts talking and I'm like, it's kind books, of funny. Books. Like the Moby Dick Everybody thing. loves books. And he starts smiling yeah. as he's, t- yeah. as he's saying it. And I'm like, Oh, he's trying to talk to like cover up his smiling and it's not working. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he always smiles throughout the show's run. But here it's really obvious that he's like still like getting used to being an actor and that he's like because he's just doing a bit. And I thought that was really, you weird. know, he's, he's at his most natural on the phone. I, I love I love that bit in the beginning where uh, he calls the wrong number. Yeah. And they won't tell him if he dialed the wrong number or if he got the wrong person. That is good, too. And that's because uh, he calls him back and it's the same person. again. That's great. <laughs> that's like, good. Yeah. And he, he's got yeah. some good ones on the phone later which, on, too. Like that was which funny. unfortunately that's... with cell phones now. I mean, we don't really relate to that because you just look at your phone and say, what number did I dial? But yeah, that was that was yeah. great. That was a that was a problem. <laughs> Yeah, that three of us relate to that because it used to happen. And, like, I think I think uh, Jerry – yeah, so Jerry struggles in the longer scenes in this episode because he's not an actor and he can't hold it together for that long. But, like, yeah, the phone scene is good. And Scott disagrees with this, but I, I really like the moment when Jer- Elaine's like, oh, something, something dictator. And he's like, oh, that's right. 
because, because they'd be really demanding. And Scott, Scott says it's big, like, why would he explain the joke? It's like that's the joke. No, that it's Elaine dumb. Was... He's mansplaining. No, he's not mansplaining <laughs> that at all. Man, mansplaining that would be if like so Elaine made a joke and then apparently didn't understand her own joke. No, he was explaining her did... joke to her. Definitely mansplaining. No, because Elaine Elaine did one of those like eh eh. And then Jerry's like, Haha, yeah, because he would be very demanding. I thought that was good. But um, what do you guys think of Jerry's plot? I love the the ending to this episode is funny. Yeah. It's just they, they butchered the delivery. What do you mean? Like, it's funny that she doesn't like him anymore because she heard his act and she doesn't think he's funny. Which part of the delivery did you not like? Like, just that it was so long or... The previous 15 minutes. Oh, okay. That's not the delivery. That's the lead up then. So for you, the punchline was good, but the lead up to the, the, the build up to the, the, the climax of the joke was not good. I mean, the cantaloupe thing was, wasn't bad. They should have just ran with that. Did we butcher what? the skit? Sorry, I, I think we butchered the skit. I'm sorry. I jumped in because I'm, when I said the build up to the climax, my mind went to orgasm and then my mind went to organism which was a line in the skit, and I don't remember saying the organism line. Did I forget to do that one, or did I do it? And then Eric Fran. No, I remember, I I remember I you said skit. it. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm glad we got that cleared I up. I definitely don't remember that. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Why would I remember Why that? I for the... uh, a year and a half. See, that, I think after Classic doing five Scott. Episodes, yeah, I think five, doing five episodes in a row, like I started remembering the, the uh, general back and forth that we have, so I was, like, I was uh, keyed into Scott's... Scott's uh, tomfoolery, but no, no more. I forgot all of that. I forgot. Who remembers a specific everything. word from a monologue that you delivered? Uh, the word was organism. It's a very un. <laughs> so? like, <laughs> all right, a monologue that I delivered. <laughs> like you make it sound like oh, so like I don't know. It makes me seem very pompous and self-righteous if I delivered a monologue. I'm gonna replay that part in one and a half speed when I listen to I this. Mean, you pretty much picked a skit with no lines for me and Scott. I picked a. I picked Eric, a skit you chose not to have a line. <laughs> yeah, I actually I blamed Eric for missing the line. I did write a skit that had only me and Scott talking, and then I told Eric, Eric, you do Scott's second line, but it's still Eric's fault because Eric said I got it, and then. <laughs> yeah, but I, I thought Chandra told me my line was after it said why. There were no lines after that. What would your line have been? You're just going to improv? You just wanted me to jump in for the this is a pointless rewind part. Of course that's your line. Man, that's, uh, hey, I, I wrote this skit for you. You say this is a pointless rewind. Perfect for you. I, you know, I thought you were trying to make me feel better for not having any lines. You're like, oh, you can have the last one. So, Eric, you did like, so you did like the ending that the girl just like dumps him because she didn't like his act, right? Mm-hmm. But did you like that entire scene? Because... It's too slow. Like it's, okay, like even that scene where they're sitting there in the car, and it, it like conceptually it was a funny joke. It just it drags on. Yeah, I actually, I, I don't agree. You can finish you your not? thought. Go ahead. I was gonna say I also like the punchline of you know I saw your act, but the I feel like the episode either should have ended right there or like with like one or two more lines. But then it goes to Jerry like trying to trying to convince her, and I'm like. It doesn't feel uh, like Seinfeld doesn't ever really feel authentic because it's like heightened humor and all that stuff. But it, this felt like 
a bad actor trying to pretend that he really cares about this, like that about this relationship. And like, so I, and I was like, go ahead. I agree with that part that he's a bad actor. If he was a better actor, I think it would have been a little better. But I mean, yeah. I think I actually I appreciated it the second time we watched it, not because it was at one and a half speed. It did drag on a little bit, but when you think about it, you know he uh, he was trying to decide: do I, am I interested in this girl or not? And it was kind of yeah. like a no. He was thinking of reasons not to be interested. Right, and when and he then, finally decides, shut up, he Eric. Is. And then when he finally. <laughs> Great. I've been waiting for a year to say that. Hung out with them relatively recently. Scott, listen. Scott's our number one listener. He said he listens to each of our episodes. Like I've been studying tape. Yeah, and you got um, you got cut off so many times by Eric that I the animosity was building there. That's what I should have put in (laughs) to the skit about animosity. But go ahead, Scott. Sorry, Eric. I didn't mean to yell at you. Uh, (laughs) Organism. Organism. I don't remember what I was saying. Oh yeah. So finally, you know, he gets the green light from yeah. George, which again, I think that's questionable on whether he got the green light, but uh, gets the green light from George. And he's like, finally, I can, you know, be, it's okay to be interested in this girl. It's okay to date her. And when he's finally like, all right, you know, let's do this. She's like, no, I'm not interested. And he's like, he's and like, wait. She... And then you kind of like bumble around like, but what about, what about this? Yeah. Or what about that? And so uh, just from, that's from uh, life experience. Uh, yeah. yeah that... I relate to it. That's a that's a good point. Now that I think about it, this is the classic like you don't yeah, hemming and hawing because like, like oh well, man, this girl's so What about this? This girl's so annoying. What about that? Yeah. You uh you can't have your cake and eat it too. That is a classic uh <laughs> idiom that Eric has brought in here. And if a tree falls in the forest, does anyone hear? <laughs> it takes two to tango. <laughs> <laughs> we we've I think we've uh, we've crossed the gamut on all of them. Like we don't have to. We, there's no more idioms left. But I I wanted to there's say some butts for crackers and nuts that we could have a party. Wait, what? I, <laughs> oh, okay. Now what I was thinking. I'm impressed that without I'm impressed that without editing, you nailed that within moments of me saying that. But I, I'm less impressed when I think about it because I think you were like. Okay, we say butt a lot in this podcast, so let me just come up with the butt idiom, and then I will, I will launch into it when I have an opening, so I'm less impressed now. But. So, Scott, I agree that it, I agree with your point, but yes, his acting makes it, makes it seem really bad. Like, it doesn't work because of his acting. Yeah. But, so, Jer- the rest of Jerry's plot is, essentially, he grabs the books that George accidentally left at his ex-girlfriend's place, and then the girl is trying to be friends with Jerry and then eventually wants more. And Jerry is just like along for the ride and doesn't really want to in or out. And it's just like Jerry at this point of the show, Jerry, I don't think Jerry, did you say doing, Jerry with the Southern accent? <laughs> if I did, that's impressive. Cause I didn't mean to, but Jerry, Jerry. So when they first showed that girl, did anyone else yeah. think like, what is wrong with George? Uh, I was wrong. I was thinking, what is wrong with her? Like that, she was with George. Yeah, but good yes, point. Uh, yeah, that too. But I've I've learned to uh, ignore that because if you say that, every single episode of the show is what's wrong with George for like trying to get out of a relationship with any of these amazing looking women. True. But um, well, uh, maybe it's all those self help books he's reading. Yeah. All right, talk about that, Eric, because you're the one who pointed that out. All right. So when I first watched this episode like two weeks ago, I was like, all right, George keeps stammering on about how he needs his books back. I got to see what books these are. 
So, you know, I hit pause on my TV and it's like all these self-help books written by PhDs. Yeah, I was like shocked. The, the act of verbal defense. <laughs> I'm okay, you're okay. Yeah, I like that that's, one. The one that, that's the one that gets me. I'm like, George Costanza has a, you're okay, I'm, or I'm okay, you're okay, whatever the book is. Like, can you imagine the George Costanza of this show, like, going to a bookstore and getting a, a self-help book where it, like... That takes like a level of self-awareness that George just never displays again in the show. Dude, like, maybe he's not actually neurotic. Maybe he's a genius uh, and is just covering it up. So we'll get back to Jerry because I had a couple things more to say. But his neuroticism annoys me when in the fly scene, like oh when he gosh. eats a fly. I like, what is this like? I don't know. What's a what's a '60s sitcom where something really stupid would happen, and then like we'd have ba da ba ba da ba like after the stupid punchline, like he ate a fly and he's freaking out. The only like, funny thing about that is when he turns to the old man in a suit. Like that old man knows what to do. So that old guy was like uh, Colonel Sanders. Why are there all these Southerners in that yeah, right. episode? Is that what's her name's dad? I think it is. Elaine's dad. No, the the ex ex girlfriend. The ex-girlfriend's dad. Oh, a southern, like a yeah, southern he's colonel. like a southern gentleman. Yeah. So he's like keeping yeah. tabs on her. <laughs> that would actually be better than what it was, because instead it just is George, like, telling this old man, like, or being like, "What do I do? Is, can something happen?" And maybe this isn't funny for me because, like, I know George as a character later, and he's much more funny as the show goes on. Because that was just like. I don't know, it just felt like very generic humor, but what did you guys think of George? Well, hold on. My last point about Jerry, going back to Jerry, is like the plot, Jerry can't just like uh, carry an episode when he is doing nothing at this point in the show. Like, because he literally is, a re- is just reacting to everything and then the show decides to rely on him for like the entire plot and he can't do it. Like the first scene is all about George. The second scene's all about Elaine. Then the third scene's all about Kramer. And then it's all Jerry. And Jerry's just like, well, like he's sitting there while this girl is talking to him. And it's literally this girl with a Southern accent talking to Jerry and Jerry just sitting there. And I'm like, and I, who pay attention to everything when I'm watching stuff, completely tuned her out. Cause I was like, I don't know what I'm watching here. Like, this is so dull. And then when she said, when Jerry's, and then she's like, because she's talking about something about jumping into the pool, which I only understood when we watched it the second time. When she asked Jerry, it was like, was that weird? And he's like, or like, what were they staring at? And he's like, I can tell you what they're staring <laughs> at. I remember, I remember thinking like, wait, what? I don't know. I don't, I don't get it because I, I stopped paying attention to the joke. It was that slow. So in just too slow, as you guys have already said. And I think Jerry gets way better. And I think the show balances the characters a lot better as we go on. Any other I mean, th- this, this episode sort of feels like, you know, you know, like when bands release a filler track on their CD just to yeah. take up some time. Like this feels like the filler episode. Like had they, yeah. had they like maybe cut like four minutes from the episode and put some <laughs> different stuff in there, it, it could have been enjoyable. Yeah, I don't know. There's like, they try like, there's like little bits here or there that are like longer than other episodes. Like, well... After she gets out of the car, the camera just focuses on Jerry, and then he just solemnly says goodnight to an empty car. I'm like, what are we watching? Is this I, like a, a really serious drama? I actually thought he did a – I thought that was a decent scene from him because he kind of scratched his neck 
like uh, I mean, I it looked yeah. like he was torn, like he wanted to join her. Well, he, but he wanted. To I thought that upstairs. was. I thought that was one of his better scenes, honestly. I think it was a. I think it was his best, probably his best acted scene. Right. I could tell what he cared, what he was thinking, but like, for an episode that's already really slow, it's just like yeah. piling on and adding to it. But um, there's also this weird bit where uh, Kramer's eating the cantaloupe and he's smacking his lips, and Jerry goes, "Do you have to smack your lips like that?" And then we immediately launch a George, Jerry uh, Kramer asking George about the cantaloupe, and the la- the the crowd doesn't even laugh. So it's like. What, like was it a joke? Why would why why have that line in there? It's just like weird. Right, like were they filming and was Jerry just legit yeah. annoyed? <laughs> yeah, it's just like the show is clearly like still finding its footing. So uh, I think that's yeah. It, just, maybe they were trying to decide how annoying to make Kramer. Oh, Kramer's super annoying here. Maybe we should talk about Kramer. Well, is he super annoying? But uh, well, let's talk about Kramer because uh, I'm already talking about him. <laughs> Eric, what'd you, what'd you think of Kramer? Was he too annoying? I, I mean, yeah, you know, he sort of has a minimal role in this other than the cantaloupe bit. Yeah, and like And, and when he walks in and randomly starts golfing in the living room. I did like that. Like I like that. That was sort of good. Like I that like, was a good intro. I like the idea that he would like be so excited about his golf swing that he feels the need to rush into his neighbor's house with his golf clubs and immediately be like, swing the hips, swing the hips, and then like Swing it as hard as he can and stare at it like he actually hit a ball, which I, I did like that Jerry stares at it too. And he's like, what? I don't know what his line was. Like, that's really far. No, definitely not. That's really far. That was the line. Like, that's yeah. really out. That's out there or something like that. Well, like it, it almost feels like if they didn't include him in this one, you wouldn't even have noticed. Yeah. And you, did you guys notice? Um, well, you remember how last season in the robbery episode, he's like laughing at Jerry's misfortune? Or something in one of the episodes. He, no, at the stock tip. The stock tip. He's laughing every time Jerry's talking about how he's losing money. He, do you notice he laughs at Jerry when he's like, he says, I'm like, I'm really uncomfortable talking to George about this. And Kramer like laughs. I'm like, what an asshole. <laughs> like, Jerry's not actually doing anything bad here. He's like t- having a tough situation. And Kramer's just like, <laughs> like, I, like, so I can't tell if they're like still trying to figure out if Kramer is like a jerk uh, like just an asshole or if he's like uh if that's just like michael richards like just trying to figure out the character but scott what'd you think of kramer uh kramer was i mean he was fine with the cantaloupe he was pretty much not there like you guys already said i just i kept waiting for the cantaloupe thing to be resolved like for him to come running in jerry's you know room and say hey i returned and i got money back or i mean i don't know why he'd return it what he say was like 50 cents or something Whatever it was. Or like something crazy would have but happened. Yeah, at the so when I just, he's trying to return. I'm going to return this and he leaves never to be seen again. So it just, it was just <laughs> random because I'm like, okay, where's, you know, there's a loose end here. What right. happened to that cantaloupe? Did they, they accept it or cantaloupe? not? But That's a good point because uh, his storyline about, like, so George's storyline about, well, George starts off uh, with his big, his big monologue about the girl and breaking up with her. And then Elaine has her big monologue about this guy that uh, their greetings are becoming more and more uh, minimalistic or whatever. And then Kramer has this big thing. And I kept expecting all of those to become, like, because I remember side plots from later episodes. So I, got, I was getting them mixed up. I'm like, oh, is this the episode? Like, I was like, I thought the episode where Kramer like, gets into an issue with, like, a grocery store or a fruit store is, like, a later season. But, yeah, the punchline was literally, he was like, did you get that at Joe's? And Jerry's like, no, and then he, he picks up a piece of cantaloupe and he tries it. 
And he's like, oh, it's terrible. I'm going to go return this. And he's gone. Yeah. And it's, it's like, like yeah. they had to introduce that Kramer likes good fruit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I agree. Bad cantaloupe sucks, but oh, that... <laughs> I don't know what that it's has to so do with anything. <laughs> so actually, dude, on your, on your comment of, or on the discussion about how like Kramer doesn't do much in this episode, yeah. I almost feel like Elaine had to have that story about the guy in the hallway because otherwise she would have nothing to say in this episode either. And then she never runs into the guy. Like, like she explains it, but it would have been funnier if they actually showed her running into the guy. I thought, I thought, yeah. We talked about, I, again. Yeah, we've talked about that in the past, how I think it was. It's a problem. Yeah, episode five. Yeah. They talk about things, but they don't actually show it. Whereas in the later seasons, they show these interactions. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, so, because I thought season one was all about them. Like, they're going to focus on Jerry. And I thought. As this episode started, because I brought it up a couple times, how the first couple scenes really highlight the other characters. I thought, okay, they're re- they're gonna really they're gonna broaden the scope basically, and they still didn't. Like I thought they did a good job of like they clearly took notes over the summer between whatever 1990 and 91 or whatever, because they clearly made an effort to focus on the other characters. But then they still didn't focus like none of the plots. Like there was no scenes without Jerry in it, which although I I will say George is at peak George at the doctor's office. Uh, George, oh, yeah. let's all right. Let's talk about that in a second. Let's first talk about finish finish talking about Kramer because uh, all right. So I thought Kramer was actually I thought he was almost like you know he's obviously not in his like prime in season one. He's still getting in getting like getting into the character, but I thought he was actually way less funny in this episode because his entire bit about the cantaloupe doesn't build, like Scott said, doesn't build anything. And the, I guess the funniest bit about that is that he thinks it's gross and that you can return fruit, which is funny, but it's like so minor compared to like his other stuff, like his shenanigans, even in season one, he's talking about Cromerica Industries and he's got his entire torso in Jerry's fridge. And here the worst he does is, uh, is, spit back out some cantaloupe, which Elaine does li- literally like two minutes later. So I thought Kramer was surprisingly my like weak in this episode, which I didn't expect to say. This episode could have just been George, Jerry, and Marlene, and that Mar- it wouldn't oh, have been any different. <laughs> I agree. But let's talk about George, because you brought him up. So peak George in the doctor's office, right? George is probably the best character in this episode. I, I would agree with by that. By far. Oh, yeah. Actually, I don't think there's When he's describing question. his breakup with Marlene. That's pretty the good. The predicament he gets himself in to begin with, the fact that he needs to have his books back, the whole That's, thing in the doctor's office. Like, his, his logic in the, uh, the reasoning why it's going to be hard to break up with her is great. Like, she seduced me. She was on the, <laughs> like, I was on the couch. She was on the chair. I go to the bathroom, and then she's on the couch now. Like, what am I supposed to do? And then, um, although I will say... Him, he said he loved her. In later episodes, he claims he's never said I love you other than to a dog and that the dog licked itself and left the room. That's, this is a continuity error. Or George is a compulsive liar, which I also wouldn't put past George. Or so. maybe he meant like he never really said it. Because he only said it because like he, he had to reply. Yeah. He said he was forced into it. He tried to say that's nice or whatever it was. And... Ah, that's a good point. Maybe, maybe George, when he later says he never said I loved you, he was coming from a deep well of sorrow where he's never actually had... But, the but they introduced emotion. with these books that he's a deep person. That's true. Oh, it is. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good connection. The through line from this episode to season eight starts with those books and ends with him saying he never loved someone even though he did, but he really meant it in a deeper way. That is good. That is, that's some good shit. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, so George's breakup, anything in that part you guys want to talk about? Because that's a lot of relatable stuff. I can't remember all the lines, but... Uh, yeah, I liked, I liked his uh, analogy with the prison. And he's like, yeah, she's crying. And, you know, I make, made her break, break for it. And what do you say? The prison guard. Then she starts cursing or yelling at me. And the prison guards, you know, son of a boom. And I was like, that is hilarious. That is so good. That is great. That is great. Because, uh, like, every part of that is, like, really good. And when he's like, you know, and then she started to cry. And, I, I you know, I almost weakened there. I almost weakened. But, like, I was like, uh, I was like. I had my back against the wall, and like the spotlight was searching for me, or whatever. But then I snuck out, and then the cursing, and then the son of a bitch. All that's that stuff's all really good. Dude, this this episode couldn't exist in 2023 because you just sent a text message. We're done. Well, no, because he he talked about calling you her. Ghosted. And yeah. earlier in the episode, he said, "Should I call her? You know, maybe I should." Or yeah. I guess Jerry told him to call, and he's like, "No, I can't yeah. do that." So no, we it'd be the same thing. Yeah, and George. So oh, he's man. he's actually a decent person then. He is. Well, we will ask that question oh. in a little bit. Yeah, foreshadowing. But uh, yeah. Although they, uh, the whole thing at the doctor's office offsets any. No, that's hilarious. There's a reason Scott. There's a reason Scott says that's hilarious. But uh, so. Eric, hey know, man, I got screwed at the doctor too. I still paid the bill. We all get screwed <laughs> at the doctor. You have, we all pay. We all still pay the bill, right, Scott? Yeah, I paid the bill eventually. All right, wait. Do you want to tell this story about how? Because uh, in this episode, George is not satisfied with his two-minute chiropractor appointment and says seventy dollars. I'm just going to pay half of that because, like, what do you like? And my thought when I watched that, I said it out loud to these guys was, "How the hell does he think he's going to get away with that?" And Scott, take it you away. Know what, you know, what, Chandra, I real quick. Or Eric, I Scott, it take it away. I got charged four hundred dollars <laughs> to get three stitches out of my head. I mean, it's an, it's an ER. It's fucking ridiculous. It's an ER. I told you I would have done like, it for 50 uh, I would have done it myself if I knew they were going to charge me. <laughs> they told me it was a free follow-up. Eric would pay $50 to Scott to, do, to take out the stitches. would have to pay more than $400 to take the trip over to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least we could grab a beer, have some fun. Yeah, exactly. There. That's true. That's true. Um, so Scott, oh, yeah. what happened in your? So uh, no, no, I went, I went to the doctor. Uh, I forgot what it was for, but they, uh, I think they charged me like a hundred bucks, and so I was like, I'm going to pay this before I leave. And I said, so these are all the charges. There's nothing else. They said, no, there's nothing else. So I paid it. Went home. Yeah. I got a letter, uh, and they're like, hey, it's another hundred dollars. And I said, I don't think so. Uh, so that's bullshit. I ignored it, and then I got a few more letters. So I called them and I said, hey, you told me it's a hundred. I paid a hundred. Why am I getting this other bill? Oh, that's from the doctor. I was like, no, no, no. Uh, so I argued with them for a while, and then uh, they said they're going to call a collection agency. So I paid it. Oh, bullshit. Oh, I, so I thought mad. your story was. I thought you were going to be. I thought the story was going to be way more antagonistic from your side, no, like where was, you were just. Oh, I mean, it, this it, it was. It was antagonistic too. No, but like legitimately antagonistic because I would have probably done the same thing. Well, I've heard this one before. Scott tried to bullshit the collection agency, but they got him eventually. As he should. <laughs> what did you try to do to bullshit the collection? Unless you don't want anyone. I don't if know. Any collection agency. No, I'm curious <laughs> what Eric remembers. That was a long time ago. <laughs> what I do? Maybe Eric was the collection remember. agent. I don't remember. <laughs> <Yeah>, no. <laughs> 
Eric was, Eric, was, Eric was in his first day of the job. He's like, all right, let me try this out the easy person, my, my best friend. And then this Scott's super difficult. And Eric's like fired immediately and then goes into accounting. <laughs> Eric's fired. He's like, oh, man, Scott got away with it. He bullshitted us again. And then little did he know, the next person I called got the money from me. <laughs> what? How did you try to bullshit the collection agent? I don't remember. Eric, what happened? Oh, Eric, Eric, how did, how did Scott yeah, try to bullshit the collection agent? I, I thought there was more to the story. I don't know. There might be. <laughs> I, just, I don't remember. And, and, that, and that's how you do a Seinfeld Season 2 Episode 1 punchline. You have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. So back to George. I do think he's great in that scene because, like, he has, like, when he starts going, huh, yeah, doctor. I think he does the exact same thing with, like, um, what, what is it in a later season when uh, oh like the car salesman like his behavior in the in the dealership is very similar except much more extravagant because he's not doing any candy lineups can you believe this is the same show as that like this is so <laughs> different like compared to that like that episode but um so I think the, you know and I will say I think it is just this episode like it was they they really just didn't know what they were doing yeah. with it because um originally when we were going to do season 2 I started watching season 2 and and other episodes in this season are enjoyable. Yeah, they're a lot better. Yeah, it's interesting. This one, Sorry, go ahead, John. Not No, just what I was going to say is it almost feels like this is a season 1 episode. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, I haven't seen the other ones from season two, but Eric has given me hope that they get better. So, uh, but this does feel like a continuation of of episode five. The pony's pretty good. The the next episode is the pony remark. So I'm pretty sure that one's much better. So George, (laughs) like, so Jerry's like, uh, this girl who George is going out with is like hitting on Jerry basically. And George is like almost egging it on when they're in the doctor's office. Like he's like, she's sexy. And like, and he's like joking it up with Jerry. So Scott, when you said like, uh, it's questionable if Jerry got the go ahead, like I would have, I think Jer- George actually was very, gl- like very much being like, I don't care. I disagree. Go for it. So, yeah, but really? But George, George ahead, is like Scott. Jerry's best friend. He should check with him first. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with Eric. Yeah, he should check with his friend. But in that scene where they're in the diner and he was asking George, like, yeah. is it okay? I think George didn't want to say no. I think he was trying to be yeah. nice. Because if you think about that scene, one, George is eating a salad. Why is he eating a salad? Because he's single now, so he's trying to get in shape. So he's eating a salad. Uh, yeah. And then he starts, like, talking while he's eating because I think yeah. he's, like, really, I don't know, stressed. Ah, and he was like, didn't want to tell Jerry no, but he's talking while, like, he doesn't even stop to chew. He's talking with his mouth full of salad. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's fine. Oh, yeah, I've never been happier. And it just seems to me like that is such a fake thing. Yeah. And But do you, do you blame Jerry for not getting the point, though, there? Or? No, 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 I don't blame Jerry. Because in okay. that situation, okay. you want you just want your friend to say yes. You know they're probably lying, yeah. but you just want, like, yeah. the go-ahead. Okay. Uh, and then the, yeah. the same okay. thing with the other hand, the the friend is like, man, I'm your friend and I really wish you wouldn't have asked me this, but you yeah. know what? It's, you know, it's not my property or anything. So yeah, go for it. Yeah. Is George in any scenes after that scene? No, he's out of the episode, right? That's the last scene with him, right? I think I that's think. the last we see him. Maybe he, for all we know, he choked on the fly and died. Uh, <laughs> so he go, he has this great episode or he has this 
good episode. I don't want to say it's a great episode for him. And he goes out with such a whimper with that stupid fly scene. That's such a yeah. Shame. That fly scene was stupid. Um, anything else on George? Like, so, do you guys think he's like he's like uh, base? Do you think his character has gotten I don't know more refined or better in season one? I think or? he's figured out his character the most out of all of them so far. Yeah, for sure. Like you were saying, you know, peak George. I, I would agree with that. And the other thing I wanted to say is we didn't see George the rest of the episode because he's mad at Jerry at this point. So he's like he's like gone. He's like screw you. You know, you're you're trying to get with my ex. Scott, you're a genius, and, man. Uh, I, did, I did not pick then, up on that. Then so the next episode yeah. George will be back because she rejected him so they can be friends again now. Oh shit. Is George even in the next episode cuz the next episode is the pony remark and I think oh, he's no, on no. the baseball team. It's it's the the pen episode, the astronaut pen that he's not in. And then Jason Alexander told Larry David, if you ever keep me out of the show again, don't bring me back or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, that's why he wasn't in the rest of it because he's mad at Jerry. So with George, this is another example of how a later episode does a similar thing because Jerry basically getting with a girl George is interested or was with the, the backwards episode when Jerry's trying to set him up with one of his friends who he had great conversations with and never had a pause in the conversation to have, to like, to have sex with. And then he has sex with her right after he uh, tells uh, George or tries to set Jared, George up. That's a like again. That's like a much more well, a much funnier version of this. And like I don't know. It's like this feels like the writers like see so many of their ideas. Like like they probably came up with a lot of these ideas because they were relatable to stuff they like Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld lived through or whatever. And then they're like, let's heighten this for once the show gets going. And then they make whole episodes based off of things. But um, did we already talk about Kramer? Yes, we did, right? Yes. All right, let's talk about Elaine. Because I actually think Elaine, I think, is mostly her character. It's just that she's not given anything to do. Like, she's just, she's given this introduction, introductory monologue. Man, I've been using monologue ever since you guys said I had a monologue. <laughs> what but do you mean, you guys? Given that introductory, what? What do you mean, you guys? Eric hasn't said crap. Did, oh yeah, you're the one who called me. Said it was, I think I was actually unclear on who said I had a monologue, but um, yeah. So Elaine has that monologue, and then she. That's <laughs> funny. I I just had the uh, cause you said that I confused monologue with monorail, and I had that monorail song from The Simpsons in my head. You're talking about the monologue. Eric's bobbing his head. Monorail, monorail. <laughs> Wait, what is the song? It's not just monorail. No, I think there's more, but no one remembers the rest of it. You, you were popping your head to monorail. 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 All right, so when Elaine is talking about monorail, monorail, she, uh, I think that's actually a really good scene because I think it shows Elaine... It's not like petty, but Elaine is really randomly particular and annoyed by certain things, and I like that part of her character. Like, and I also like the fact that she confronts the guy. Like, granted, it's off screen, and then she tells Jerry exactly how it went down. But the the thing I like most about this is uh, how relatable that situation is. Like, I hate awkward greetings, which I do to everyone, and I often think about uh, how to downgrade these greetings, and I never do. Sometimes, like, I, I will, you know, I'll spot someone way off across the neighborhood, and then I'll be like, okay, now I've got to pretend that I'm looking at my dog over here. And then I'll like, walk by. And for those, we're on video right now, but I turned a full 90 degrees, so I'm, like, literally turning my entire body. And I try, who just waved? <laughs> and, um, 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, I I hate those conversations. Like, or I hate those little nothing greetings. And I if if I saw someone every day who downgraded the greeting like that, I would probably be wanting to also like be like, "Hey, man, what happened?" Except I'd also probably be like, "Thank God, this was." I'm glad this thing uh, died down. But uh, Elaine seems like the type who would like escalate it for no reason. <laughs> What'd you guys think? Dude, I mean, she was good in this one. It's just she wasn't in it. Not enough. <laughs> they didn't give her any time. Yeah, she she is uh, she is kind of herself. That's something she would do in later episodes is confront someone like yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, it's like you were saying. She She has no problem with downgrading the greeting. It's just when they ignore it all together, then she gets mad. Then that's unacceptable. That's true. That's tr- oh, you're right because she does say yeah. Like, she said it's okay, fine. This is where the yeah. This is where this uh, this relationship is going to settle, and she was fine with that. It was just the 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 nod disappeared. Oh, yeah, they man. ignore her, and she's like, "That is unacceptable. I need to confront them about that." Did you guys notice that when Elaine gets in the car, she goes, "Hello, Jerry," or something like that, like really flirty? Don't do that voice anymore. Fine. Hi, Jerry, in my flirty voice. What is my flirty voice? I don't know. That was it. I haven't flirted with you. Okay. That's why I never got any action. Yeah, it doesn't work. (laughs) Sorry to tell you. But But, um, what do you call it? Uh, Did you guys notice, though, that she was, like, almost flirting with him when she got in the car? I did. So I did notice that because I was thinking from last season where it was, like, they were exes. And I thought, I wonder if they're going to build on that this season. And she was really friendly. And I was like, oh, maybe they are. And I was waiting for him to say something about the girl. And then he yeah. never did. So I was like, okay, maybe not. Or right, finishing up on Elaine, I just think that she, along with all the other characters, needs her own side plot. But she has her character, I think, down. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is probably the best actor of the four of them in general. Like, I think, I think Jason Alexander is arguably as good at just, like, normal comedy. And then Michael Richards is obviously much better at physical comedy. But, uh, uh, like, I think she's basically got her character down. So, anything else about the characters at all or the plot? And we can move on to good. Are the characters good, bad, or neutral? Oh, one more thing about Elaine. I completely yeah, agree with her that when you sit in the back, you're out of the conversation. Oh, yes. She's, yeah, that's especially that's exactly music, right. You can't hear I'm like, that's so there. true. Oh. That's so good. I, I, yeah, that was great because, like, I hate sitting in the back when there's two people, only three people. Yeah, right, if there's it's, four people, it's fine because yeah, they yeah, exactly. two people in the back exactly. and talk. It's so, and it's so awkward. Like, you're like, you either like just laugh along like, <laughs> or you go, what? After the, after <laughs> the car, after they've yeah. already gotten past. I'm like, <laughs> I, I have people in text. I'll sit in the back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's go on to the section where we talk about uh, whether the characters were good, bad, or neutral. Let's start with Jerry. Do you think, do you think he was good, bad, or neutral? What do you think, Scott? Oh, man, that is so tough because, I don't know, the fact that he, it was right after George broke up with that girl, man. And George, George said, I love you, him. even though it was fake, but he I still know. said it. I, know. I don't know. That's tough. I'll say uh, Jerry is bad because his comedy isn't even oh. funny. Yeah, his comedy is not funny or anything. Actually, That's what his she stand-up said. is not very good. The stand-up was terrible oh, I, at the beginning. Which one but was the this? traffic thing? It just yeah. wasn't doing anything. For me. Yeah, no, he's bad the because of the I, girl, <laughs> and then he he's emasculating George by paying his his uh, chiropractor bill. No, Jerry's done. Oh, yeah, what the hell is that? Jerry's done. What? Bad. 
I, well, because it's it's Jerry's actually, chiropractor, I, and he was embarrassed that his friend doesn't matter. He's a masculine George the right throughout the whole episode. No, no, no. Making, that's why George needs well, those self help books because of friends like Jerry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scott, I'm, I'm actually making your point that Jerry's bad because he didn't pay the bill because it's the right thing to do. He paid the bill because he was embarrassed yeah, that someone he brought to the office. That's didn't the pay. thing. Like, I, I think I could buy it if Jerry said to George, like in the moment. Fuck you! I am gonna pay. If you don't do this, I'm gonna pay the bill. But to only bring it up later, like after he's told uh, George, like, "Hey, are you cool with this or whatever?" Like, that's yeah. I don't think it's bad, but it's really uh, non Maybe that's why George stopped talking. Maybe it, maybe it had nothing to do with Marlene, and he was upset. He was, yeah, it was both. He's, he's, he's kissing George's ex girlfriend behind his back, paying his bill behind his yeah. back, and then mansplaining Elaine's joke. Man's playing. Uh, <laughs> fine. All right. So Scott thinks he's a terrible, terrible yep, person. Yes, this is his most but, evil episode. Um, I will say, at the beginning, I don't know how good of a friend he's being. He's, uh, he's being a very good friend, as in he's. But he's such a yes man. He's like you're like George saying this and that, and he's just like. Yeah, you're a human being. You're. I guess I don't know what else you want him to say at that. point. I feel like those are my conversations George, with Eric. <laughs> I know. So this girl almost killed me, but I'm gonna go on a date tomorrow. Yeah, why not? Go for it. Eric's trademark when uh, dating advice is go for it. <laughs> like, like, go for it, man. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah, it is. He, he he adds the man in sometimes for emphasis. <laughs> just to not just so you know he's relating. <laughs> but um. I, I learned from Jerry. Yeah, that's true. Watch too much Seinfeld episodes, and you're like, "This is how male male relationships should be." But, but um, so yeah, I don't think Jerry's bad. I think Jerry, but he's unusually non-confrontational. Like, I would say this is twice. This is twice he can't get out of a situation. Yeah, yeah. male um, unbonding. Uh, so it's good character development. He's like painted as this passive character, but. It, I think last season I said good, bad, neutral, or insensitive. I don't even think he's insensitive, but I think that's the closest I would put him in. I don't think he's bad because he's not doing it like he's doing stupid things. Like he's just being really passive and not really uh, doing the right thing. What do you think, Eric? I, I'm going to argue neutral. Sort of, sort of this, you know, same thing you guys. Is that said. really an argument? Yeah, you're just gonna Switzerland. One, you're going to argue no, neutral. This, I'm going to argue nothing. Like when you're, that's my argument. I'll see you on being Jerry again. Yeah, I guess that is uh, that's a good uh, uh, yeah, it's good commentary on how passive Jerry is in this episode. But uh, I do I do like that connection you made, Eric, about to male bonding because he seems like the same character. So good on you, Eric. <laughs> what do you think about George, Eric? I'm gonna say. Um... I mean, the whole thing with the doctor's office, George is bad. <laughs> no. Yeah. You don't think he's bad for trying to skip out on the bill? No. Like that they told him? He's it? a chiropractor. <laughs> yeah, doctor. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, George is good. George is good. <clears throat> he's good. Because Jerry's trying to date this girl, like, within a few days. George yeah. said I love you to her, and Jerry's trying to date her a week later, and he's but saying go George for it, and he's eating a salad. Who eats a salad? 
<laughs> you keep bringing up that salad. I have. It does not look very tasty at all, and it just doesn't Salad's, seem like George. No, that's like a, that's yeah. like a shitty diner. Exactly. Salad. Who go who goes and, to a diner and gets a salad? I'm gonna go back and look at the salad because I don't even notice it. But um, right, a diner salad is like lettuce, some whole tomatoes, and onions on top. Onions it's if like, it's a fancy it's diner. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't. Even, oh oh, that looks like a nasty See? regular. Yeah. He's trying to watch his weight because he's mean, sad. Well, maybe he ordered, like, you know when you get a lunch and they're like, do you want super salad? And they give you a shit salad. No, so and George is trying to, he's reading these self-help books. He needs them back because he really wants to improve wait, himself. Wait, wait. George it's, is good. It's the big, it's the big salad. It's the what? big salad. That's the big it's salad the big that salad. I always wanted. <laughs> Again, this episode's a progenitor of those episodes. They saw that salad. They're like, we can make an episode out of this. And, uh, so much better than this one. Um, so, uh, Scott thought George was good. Yeah. Eric thought George was bad. I think I could was, I could go neutral. I also. think he's neutral because <laughs> I think I think the balance between him being a nice friend to Jerry and then and also he he uh, I mean it was it was very he did the right thing by Marlene by breaking up with her like appropriately and he didn't cave exactly to the guy he didn't call her to, he did in person yeah. He didn't cave to the son of a bang, son of a boom. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, his doctor thing, I just can't get over the audacity of being like, this is the bill that they're telling me. I'm going to just pay half of it. But how did this doctor's office handle this? Like, so he, uh, I guess, did he like pay over, like send a check in or pay? Because if he paid at the cashiers, did they just be like, Hey, this is half, and he just walked away, and then Jerry came and then paid half. Or you know like, what? I'm not. I'm not even old enough to know. Like, could you at the doctor's office have taken the bill home and sent in a check? Like, I don't or know. was there I like a pay, maybe there was, there was a door. payment plan? He just didn't want to tell Jerry that he was going to pay half now and half later, and Jerry just mansplained maybe. him and paid it all. <laughs> you really <laughs> against Jerry in this episode, man? He's so bad. I see. Uh, I see your point. You know, honest, if it was if it wasn't for that one scene, I excuse me. If it wasn't for that one scene, I'd probably... Wow, Eric's getting emotional. Everyone give him a minute. <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? Yeah. You have to ask the old, the old uh, southern colonel that's sitting behind you. Like, hey, how do I get... Is something going to happen? Is something going to happen? Well, flap... I do like the hand, hand slap yeah. thing he's doing. He's, like, that's freaking out. Like the jazz he became the fly for a but... second. He was one with it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I was gonna say, if it wasn't for that doctor suit, I, I would probably put George in the good category. I mean, he he let Jerry date this girl. He just exactly. And yeah. and other than other than not paying the bill, he didn't actually do anything that bad. Yeah, him. and he wasn't rude. He addressed the doctor by doctor, which questionable. I agree. All right, so <laughs> I will. Doctor. <laughs> I have. I'm gonna start. All right, so Kramer. John, that should have been the skit. Podcaster. Yeah, podcaster. <laughs> All right, let's rewrite it. So the the reason I chose that as this, the other one as a skit is because I didn't have a skit planned. I usually write them more than a day in advance. Or so you just took the beginning of the episode yeah, and said, All right, I was they're like, in a car talking, that's good. the skit. And also, it started, it clicked for me something that I could do something with the, the delay in the podcast. But um, so Elaine, no, I said Kramer. Uh, that, that, that was good explaining away why we've been gone for so long. Didn't explain anything. Yeah, I feel like I just I just sort of said a bunch of things and didn't explain anything. But uh, so uh, Kramer, good, bad, neutral, or, or uh, insensitive? I will say neutral. Neutral. He doesn't. 
Yeah, he laughs. He laughs briefly when. Uh, I mean, he 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 goes to return the cantaloupe, which is a weird thing, but it's not like a bad thing. People like, do that. I don't. <laughs> people do. People. <laughs> <laughs> Who? That was the whole joke. Is people don't do that. But I still don't think it's a bad thing. It's a weird thing. Like, and he says that Joe, the grocer, lets him do it. So I could see Kramer being like, let's take it back because this is a thing. So I'm saying Kramer's neutral. He laughs at Jerry when Jerry says, I'm having a tough time with the decision with, with George. And he laughs, which is weird. But uh, still, like, Kramer is such a nothing in this episode for the most part that I'm giving him a neutral. Kramer's a nothing. You think? But you have to look at where he's in the episode and think about it. He has the best cantaloupe ever, and he wants to share with everyone. And then there's terrible cantaloupe. That's a good point. And it's not even his. That is very perceptive. And he wants to return it for Jerry. Kramer's good. He's like a borderline saint in this episode. <laughs> That's a good point. Man, dude, I, I'm convinced. I'm with Scott on this one. <laughs> yes. I think, Scott, you should have started that point with, I'm going to argue uh, that, that Kramer is good. Because that was an actual persuasive argument. Because I'm also sold. Kramer is... <laughs> yes. Kramer is uh, socially bizarre, but good. Mm-hmm. So there we go. We're, uh, we're in consensus here. All right. Uh, I feel like I should argue so, bad now. Well, I think Scott started with Jerry. Eric started with George. And I started with Elaine. I mean, Kramer. So we should all yell out what we think of Elaine on the count of three. All right. Three, two, one. One. Is that because on the count of one? Because this is a pointless rewind. <laughs> is that the count of three? It's like backwards. Who goes from three to one when they say on the count of three? <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. On and the then, count of three, uh, three. Uh, I was gonna yell, I'm like, oh, he's trying to fool us here. But then he went to two, so I was really confused. Oh man, yeah. I got my signals mixed. I mean, it's, I pulled an Eric. I mean, I, uh, I read my line backwards, basically. <laughs> All right. We don't have to do the thing at the same time anyway, because Eric read it's a pointless rewind, which is pretty good. If, uh, it That's the best. This got... is a pointless rewind he's ever done. <laughs> All right. Um, I would say Elaine is neutral. Like, she... Like, her confrontation with that guy is neither bad nor good. She stands up for herself and has a confrontation that probably made that guy feel uncomfortable. It wasn't bad or anything. And, uh, but then she has not, no impact on anything else. She uh, makes a dictator joke, which I guess could be considered uh, tasteless. But, uh, and a bad dictator How? joke. Yeah, <laughs> what? Why is that tasteless? Was there a dictator in New York at the time or something? It's a, it's a joke about dictators. It's not PC these days. Every, hey, every, hey, there's like, there's that episode later on with uh, Saddam where he double parks. That's, that's true. And, he, and then he says, sorry about that, mate, or whatever. <laughs> um, I was going to say, uh, like... I feel like the, they just watched this episode and they're the, like, the, hmm. the very next episode, you know, you know who would be offended by a comment about a dictator? Uh, Jerry's aunt Anya, because like I had a dictator, like my 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 father had a dictator, my mother had a dictator. So what's wrong with that? <laughs> like that's exactly next episode. You'll see why Elaine's joke was tasteless. Except um, it's actually pony. No shit. <laughs> so that episode was not called the dictator remark. <laughs> um, all right. So Eric, what'd you think of uh, Elaine? Non-existent. <laughs> 
Uh, it's probably a new category that we could have. Non-existent. What did you think, Scott? I'm trying. Did she exist? I'm trying to decide which way to argue here. <laughs> this is, you'll uh, convince uh, both of uh, us. Uh, <laughs> no. Trying to figure out how much emphasis to put and how sarcastic to be. Uh, I think <laughs> overall, <laughs> overall, I think she was good because that guy ignored her and she wants to be his friend, even if it's just a nod. Because she respects his uh, introvertedness, but she doesn't want all nothing. Right. And then when they're all, all right. riding together, she wants to be social. So all three of them are in the front. She's like, "I want to hang out with both of you." Can Can we do another ranking? A ranking? I think Scott is good. He sees the best in people. I was gonna say, <laughs> Scott, you've opened my eyes on like you've opened my eyes on a lot of things. Because the thing with Elaine and that like big uh, monologue about where she's talking about the guy, I always focus on how like angry she kind of is but you're right she's angry because of the end result of that that situation mm-hmm. not the like all the other stuff where it's like oh it's dwindling dwindling she probably was like okay this is normal this is fine i'm cool with this it's all good and then it's just the last thing that triggers her exactly so. yeah in new york uh, everyone Scott, is strangers and yeah. she just wants a friend in the sea of strangers wow that was poetic deep man uh, like in the sea of strangers i like how we think this is poetic that was like four words but, uh... <laughs> all right so uh all right so that's the right for the characters like uh, oh, man, I can't, marlene I can't wait till I... marlene marlene actually yeah let's just going on and on about how we don't have to edit dude this she one. is bad i i don't i actually don't think there's much to edit about this episode wait let's talk about marlene really quick first her character and then whether she was good or bad like what you guys and that's think? how you're gonna present that's how you're gonna present it to the fans right like let's talk about marlene real quick and what? Do a yeah, i don't get it that is exactly how I'm going to introduce it. I'm not going to... Are you making fun, oh, of, okay. fun of the hand-waving or what? Oh, are you saying that I'm going to cut it into the earlier part of the episode and be like... Let's yeah, yeah, about... do it. No. Do it like so it no, we don't care I'm about her. We just the know she's good I'm or fine bad. With the... oh, I was going to say, did you guys think like her character was interesting at all? Was, her character was good And I guess looking. Scott answered that... Okay, yes, but Scott answered the question before my sentence by saying, we don't care about her. We just don't know if she's good or bad. I thought she was... Did... One interesting thing. Do you know that's the same actress who plays the waitress who uh, George goes for walks in the park and then he, he's like, Ma The Marissa Nur, Tomei Ma, No, Ma Noor. It's Ma and Noor. And then she never calls. And she's like, my boyfriend is like uh, into something. The one with curly hair, short curly hair. It's the same girl. Oh, so George tried to use Jerry's humor <laughs> and she doesn't respect him anymore. So done. Yes, yes. Mm, Same actress, but she lost the southern accent. The, the uh, Colonel Sanders told her to lose the southern accent. She's not. Well, no, because she's been in New York so for a while, so she's acclimated to. She's she's assimilated. Yeah, she's assimilated yes. to New York. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she is like uh, the perfect organism, like we talked about earlier. But uh, uh, Eric, do you think she's good or bad? Wait, Scott, did you answer the, whether she was good? Or bad? Uh, I say good looking, but and then good or bad? Well, I said bad, but she's from the south, so maybe she's good. <laughs> she, they do things differently in the south <laughs> and she was drinking uh, sweet tea so that's kind of cool at a, at a diner all right okay she was bad eric what'd you think well, i'm gonna i'm gonna say she's bad just because she went straight from george to his best friend george broke yeah, up with her though I, so she was but, getting revenge yeah, that's not a good thing. That's oh, bad. yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's bad. It's going to be like that Simpsons episode. That's good. The, the, uh, 
whatever, the, the banana is also filled with potassium cyanide or whatever. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I think, I think Scott's onto something genius here. What? It's not that she didn't like Jerry's joke. She was never going to do anything with Jerry. Yeah, she was. This is a She's rebound. just doing this to piss George mm-hmm. off. And then once, oh, once she got George, once he was eating that salad and depressed, she was done with Jerry. So that was everything she needed him for. Ah. Uh, she, she didn't see his act. Yeah. <laughs> she saw George I crying mean, and she's like, now we're even. And then moved on. Ah, uh, fucking Marlene. She, she's uh, a genius. Man, why is this show so much deeper than I ever thought it was? And for such a crappy episode. <laughs> but, uh,. Yeah, so I thought Marlene was bad. I almost feel like my opinion of the episode is now elevated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this podcast makes every episode better. I can't wait till we get to like later seasons and we're getting like twenty like episodes are rated twenty out of ten because they're so the podcast is making perfect episodes even better. All right, I said Marlene is bad, right? Yes. All right. So, final thoughts and review. I will start off. I usually write out my notes and then have a score, but uh, I'm I'm starting a new thing where. I'm watching things much quicker and not wasting time like that. So I will give this a five. Uh, five is going to be lower than all the ratings I gave last time, even though I think this episode is better than some of them. I'll give this a uh, probably a six out of ten. Yeah, I'll say six out of ten, but my bo- pretty boring. George is good at points. Uh, Elaine, I think, is good, but not used enough. Kramer, is, they needed more Kramer and more good Kramer. And Jerry... At this point, this, uh, like later episodes will do much better at him carrying an episode. He's not very good right now. So this, this is a, I would never put this episode in to be like, hey, let me watch Seinfeld. The ex-girlfriend is on because it's a rare, the rare episode where I can't pay attention fully. What about you, Eric? I'm going to give it a D plus. But if you watch it in 1.5x, it gets a C. I know. It's like a D plus. So much better. Deep, what the hell is a D plus? Yeah. Have you gone to screens, Grades, man? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Why would you say numbers? The D is associated with numbers. Well, well, there, there's actually some logic here, right? Chandra had his very fine yeah, scale, like, like 100 point whatever. Yep. And now he's gone to his bullshit rating. So I got to go to even more bullshit well, ratings. Actually, I'm going to go to my bullshit rating <laughs> oh then. This gets, uh, this gets eight stars out of 14. So that's my, that's my bullshit rating. <laughs> Scott just left the podcast. Yeah, it should. <laughs> I thought you actually took your headphones off, which is why I said that, because you brushed your face. Yeah, threw my headphones on the ground and just walked out because I was so incensed by that. Eight stars out of 14. Oh, you just lost your good rating, man. No, I'm still my good. good rating? Oh, I'm yeah. good because I care about the you. listeners. I don't want them to be confused by these stupid-ass ratings. The listeners are us and my neighbors. Well, I don't want us to be confused neighbors. when we listen to this in a week. Uh, <laughs> uh, who was I at? Oh, yeah, Scott, what's your rating? Um, <clears throat> so this episode, there's tendrils of it in later episodes, so I think that matters. And... We're looking for cheap laughs, but this is more like a psychological thriller episode. So. <laughs> yeah. there, Eric, this is like the... Uh, Scott's going to give it like an 80 down. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 8 out of 10, maybe 8 and a half. <laughs> I was going to say, Eric, this is like the unused ending to Die Hard 3. <laughs> but, all right, go ahead, Scott. But yeah, so this, this episode requires a little more thought than the cheap thrills that we're used to. <laughs> 
Have you been spending the last year and a half working up to this review? <laughs> so I don't know. This might be one of the most complete episodes of Seinfeld there is. <laughs> I mean, it is, I guess. There's like even moments of somber like silence where the studio audience doesn't say anything. Like Jerry says, can you stop smacking your lips? And we think it's a joke. But it's really the first signs of a rift developing between Jerry and Kramer. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know, maybe a nine. Uh, yeah. This is, this is you, know, you know what, going back to good bad ratings, this is, this is four decent people's descent yeah. to bad. being awful. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, no, I mean, this is why oftentimes they talk about uh, things like Gone with the Wind, Citizen Kane, and The Ex-Girlfriend, season two, yeah. episode one of Seinfeld. Most underappreciated episode breath. of Seinfeld ever made. Uh, what's your real rating? Uh, six and a half. Wow. Wait, was that higher than mine or the same? I, oh, wait, mine was I have no idea what my ratings were for the last season. Yeah, I know. But I know. new season, new me, so six and a half. Does anyone even remember? Was I on a yeah. was I on a ten point scale? Was I on a hundred point scale? I don't I, I don't remember because I was on a hundred and then I I think there's even an episode where I said I'm gonna go to the ten point scale and then I did a hundred point scale in the like two seconds later. So uh, I don't think there's any rhyme or reason. I was gonna say uh, we should just talk or say what our thoughts are, but I kind of like are arguing over the rating scales. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll keep it. All right, I gotta go because. Uh, I got to go hang out with Moni, but uh, before I go hang out with Moni, what has this been? A, A point, point about nothing. Rewind. Rewind.